every interaction that you have with the client that you see, you should be asking them questions and offering them solutions because there is a direct correlation between the amount of times that you offer something to someone for them to give you money back for and the amount of times that someone will say yes to it and will give you their money. Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner, dedicated to helping you grow your business, to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley, and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm going to help you transform your business starting today. Hello, welcome. Today, we're talking all about simple ways to boost your sales. Before we dive into the episode today, though, I wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular, entirely free, and very useful ebook. It's called The Seven Day Booking Boost, and that's exactly what it is. Well, it's actually that and a whole lot more. It's basically a framework for quite simply leveling up your beauty business in just 15 minutes a day. The initial result of that being more bookings for you, and you'll start to see results inside of just seven days. But the longer you do it for, the bigger the results you're going to get. Now, it's brand new. It's brand new edition. It's rather beautiful. And it's specifically designed for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you. It contains a very simple, easy three-step process that'll take you just 15 minutes a day, ideally the first 15 minutes of your day, to almost guarantee a massive increase in your effectiveness, an increase in your connection with your clients and an amplification of all your marketing efforts, which in turn will bring you more bookings, more clients, and even a lot more sales as well. So if you want a very short, effective checklist that's full of delightful humor and joy, then go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost and download your copy today. Welcome along today to the Beauty Business Podcast. I hope you're having an amazing day. I hope you're having a great week. Uh, here, where I am in the United Kingdom, uh, we are having an unseasonably good spell of weather. Well, no, actually, it's seasonably good spell of weather. It is coming into summer, let's face it. But we're not really used to whole strings of days together being beautifully sunny, and especially not over a bank holiday, which we just had uh, this weekend past. So we had an amazing time, finally made it out into the real world, spent most of a day in a beer garden with the family at a pub, kind of felt normal. And, and to, be one, to be honest, one thing I would love to keep from this whole experience, at table beer garden service in a pub. What can be better than that? So that was, that was a big, huge thing that we enjoyed from uh, the weekend that was just gone. But we're not here to talk about my social life. And today, what I want to share with you is uh, some simple ways to improve your sales. Now, when we talk about sales uh, and you're a beauty business owner, you immediately tend to think, yes, but I don't work in sales. But I think we all agree, if you own your own business, then to some degree, there is a sales function to what you do. And therefore, to some degree, 
you do work in sales a little bit. Now, this all came up because um, I was having a conversation with my coaching clients in my frame program um, the other week, and I asked them a question and the, the, the responses were all a bit different, but they all kind of came back similar along the lines to, yeah, we, we really don't have sales conversations. Well, you actually do. You have them all the time. You have them when a client phones you and inquires about a treatment you offer. You have them when you are talking to a client about products that you can offer them to help them continue the service, get better results at home, all of those kind of things. Those conversations where you are talking to someone to offer what it is that you do to help them with a problem that they have in order for them to then give you money in return, that is a sales conversation, no matter how you want to couch it. Now, I've had to have many of these in my own career. Um, and personally, whilst I don't fear sales and whilst I understand that it's, you know, it's part of life. There's a great book called To Sell is Human by Daniel Pink, um, which really normalizes the whole sales process and, and points out that actually most conversations that you have in life have a sales element to it. If you're talking to someone and trying to persuade them around to your point of view, whether that be which kind of takeaway to order tonight with your partner or whether it's uh, whether it's bath time or bedtime with your kids there is a sales element to that you are trying to get someone to agree with what you are suggesting that they do so i don't fear sales but i do when it comes into a a more typical sales conversation i e i know i'm about to ask someone for their money i tend to get a little bit kind of flustered maybe talk a bit too quickly um fill gaps with with words that don't need to be said. Um, and I don't know if that kind of rings a bell with you. I don't know if you shy away from that kind of thing at all. But equally, I've never wanted to become a quote unquote salesperson. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's like I said, it's a part of life. And, and I also recognize that sales is a skill, something that you need to study and it's something that you need to practice. And the best way to practice is to do it. And I always encourage that. But there are a handful of techniques that I have found are very, very simple to use, very, very quick to implement, and really make the, the lion's share of difference when it comes to sales conversations that you have, particularly in your business. And that's really what I wanted to share with you today. So let's just reframe the, the whole point of sales here. So selling in our world um, in the beauty industry, when it comes to talking to clients, is really all about asking questions of your clients to understand the real struggles, the pain points, the needs of your clients, and then using your own expertise, your knowledge, and your experience to offer them a solution. Now, let's be clear cost, price, your client's budget, that doesn't come into it at this point, okay? Your job is to offer them the solution to their problem, okay? Your job is not to decide how much they should or shouldn't be spending, okay? That is your client's job. And it's perfectly fine if you offer them a solution and they say no. Your job is not to convince everybody. In fact, your job is not to convince people at all. Your job is to offer them the solution, tell them why you're offering them that solution, and for them to accept or reject it. And that's it. That's all we're trying to do here. But that is so much easier said than done. And that's why I wanted to give you these simple tools, these simple techniques here to try and help you with your 
sales in your business and to really help move you forwards in, in all of those things. So first of all, sales is definitely, it's a muscle, it's a skill, it's a discipline. It absolutely should be learned and studied, but it must also be practiced. And when you're running a business and you're wearing all the hats of the doer and the seller and the marketer and the adminer and many others, you know, who has got that time to become an expert in sales? Definitely well worth doing, but we've got a lot of other things on our plate. So one of the things that I tell everyone who I work with to do, and if you've ever listened to anything that I've ever talked about about sales in any way, you'll have heard me say this before, and it's simply to ask your clients questions, okay? Ask your clients and people that could possibly be your clients to buy something from you. Simple as that, okay? Yes, you want to understand their needs first. You should never be offering something to somebody that you don't believe they would either benefit from or enjoy or find value from in some way. That's not what I'm suggesting here. But if you believe that you have something that someone could benefit from based on something that they've told you, why would you not offer it to them? Okay. Every interaction that you have with the client that you see, you should be asking them questions and offering them solutions because there is a direct correlation between the amount of times that you offer something to someone for them to give you money back for and the amount of times that someone will say yes to it and will give you their money. So a product regimen that a client has come in for a treatment for, a treatment to a client that's called about your services. I know you already ask a lot of questions because it's very in your very nature to do it for you to provide a better service. So ask them one extra question. Would you like to buy? Would you like to book? Simple as that. Don't worry about whether they say yes or no. That's not your goal. Your goal is not to convince everyone. Your goal is simply to ask the question, to give them the opportunity to say yes to you. And what I'd really love you to do is try that today. Everyone you meet today in your business, every client, every potential client, challenge yourself to offer them something that would help them or that they'd enjoy and that they need to give you money for. Okay? So next up, the next thing is to kind of reframe your whole thoughts about this and to stop selling and start serving. Okay. Now, what does that actually mean? So we've already talked about people's misunderstanding of the word sales and try as we might, that word is seemingly always going to have some sort of negative connotations attached with it. But to quickly and easily remove this for a block for yourself, if you still think of the word sales and in your mind picture either, I don't know, some, some, uh, plaid jacket wearing car salesman from the 70s or someone knocking on your door trying to sell you double glazing. Um, let's, let's take that out of there completely. So instead of selling, I want you to think of it as serving. Okay. People come to you with a problem. In fact, did you know that there is actually only two reasons people buy anything? Only two reasons. And if you think about this, it's completely true. They either want something that they don't currently have and believe the thing they're buying will get it for them, or they have something that they don't currently want. Only two reasons people spend money on stuff. So if someone's coming to you because they want something that they don't have, so let's say they want younger looking skin and they don't have it, that's where they've come to you to help them get it. Um, or maybe someone's got excess hair that they don't want. So they've got it, but they don't want it. Okay, that's why people are coming to you. So <laughs> based on those things, when you are offering them something additional that they give you money for, you are simply offering to serve them at a higher level than you currently are. So instead of upselling a client, upserve a client by offering them something 
for a fee, something that will enhance their experience or better solve their pain or problem. Now, this shift in perception of sales from being they're doing me a favor, giving me their money to I'm doing them a favor by offering to help them even more. When you're helping people, it no longer feels awkward or icky or anything like that. In fact, we should actually run towards this as a caring human being, which I know you guys already are. So by not offering your client that product or that treatment or that other solution that you know could help them, you are in fact holding them back from curing their problem or their pain, whatever it is. You wouldn't want to do that now, would you? Now, the next technique that I've used, and I have to give a big shout out to a good friend of mine, um, Pete Scott, for this. Um, He taught me this a couple of years ago, and it still rings so true to me today. Whenever going into certainly a a conversation where I'm going to be asking for big amounts of money. Um, And it's simply the phrase, they're already a yes. Now, this is genuinely four of the most powerful words that I've ever learned when it comes to having a true sales conversation with a client or a potential client. Um, So often, I think, when we go into any encounter where we know we're going to be offering a solution to someone and asking them for money, i.e. a sales conversation, which we've already talked about, the mindset I go in there with is probably trying to get, kind of give me a get out of jail free card. So I'm probably going in there with a bit of a mindset, whether I realize it or not, of probably not going to buy this. They're probably going to say no. It's probably too expensive for them. And that's, like I say, that's our brain trying to pre-prepare us for things not necessarily going the way that we hope they're going to go. Thanks, brain. But rather than going with this thought, whether conscious or subconscious, instead, consciously and actively tell yourself that what you are offering is what they want. It's going to help them. Okay. They came to you in some way for help with what they're going to do. You have a solution to their problems. Therefore, by rights, they're already a yes. They already want what you've got. And if you go into it with that, this simple reframe for yourself totally shifts the perspective and the confidence to an entirely different place for you. Your prospect will actually notice this. So if you go in with that level of confidence, your prospect is going to see this, they're going to feel this, they're going to embrace this. And if they really, truly want to solve whatever issue they've come to you for, then they'll find it almost impossible to say no. So again, I challenge you to try this today. You know, if you're having a conversation, particularly if it's someone, new client that's coming to you, um, that you're offering, let's say, a larger um, uh, a larger treatment regimen to. So maybe a package, maybe a series, maybe a course of treatment, something like that. If you find yourself doubting for whatever reason, asking this person for what you really want to offer them, what you really feel and know is going to help them. Reframe that in your head. Say they're already a yes and have the conversation based on that. Just see how that whole interaction changes for you and the confidence that that gives you. Okay, give that a try today. Now, the final point that I want to mention on this topic really is the fact that the riches are in the niches. Now, the annoying thing about this is this only actually rhymes if you say the riches are in the niches, but that's not the right way to say it. Fact. So um, niches, that's what we're talking about, but the riches really are in the niches. There is something magical about truly understanding who it is that you are meant to serve. And this has been advice that's been around for years and years and years, but the problem is people still don't really understand what a niche is. Okay. And the difference that it can make to both your sales and your marketing, your business, 
your level of enjoyment of what you do and all of that stuff if you really understand who you are selling to. This is part of that whole same conversation around, you know, your ideal client, that kind of thing. So my question to you here is, do you really know your niche? Because my view is that most people get this wrong all the time. And what I mean here is that if you're selling to, if you're just attempting to sell to people who live in your area, that's not a niche. Okay. And if you feel that you are selling to people who are just interested in facials or just interested in massage, or just interested in uh, lashes or Reiki, that's also not a niche. Okay. A niche when it comes to a beauty business like yours is a combination of three things. Okay. The who, the what, and the where. Okay. Now the who is who specifically you work with. Who exactly are the people that you want to attract as your ideal client? The what is the result that you offer them and understanding exactly why they're coming to you. Like I say, people don't come to you for the facial. They come to you for what that facial is going to give them, how it's going to make them feel, how it's going to make them look, therefore how it's going to make them feel, um, and all those kind of things. And then the where is obviously linked to physically where you are based. Now, the where is kind of fixed, and that's the obvious one as well. Now, there's a certain argument. If you become the best at what you do anywhere, the where kind of goes out the window. If you become the best at what you do, people will travel for miles and miles and miles, and that you know doesn't have as much of an effect. But I'm guessing that's not necessarily where you are. So obviously, where is a geographic area where you know that people are uh, more likely to come to you. So the where is kind of fixed by where you are. So that's almost taken care of. But the who and the what, okay? Ideally, perfectly, you'd have perfect clarity on both of these things. Really focused, really laser focused on these. However, if you can get 100% focused on one of them, you can afford to be a bit broader on the other. But understanding and dialing your in your niche, okay? So if you know down to the person. So let's say you know that wherever you are, so in your area, your ideal client are female doctors with two children who have a dog um, and drive four by fours. Okay. If you know that's who you help, then that gives you insights into so many ways to communicate with those people. First of all, they're doctors. So immediately know you can target GPs and hospitals and healthcare clinics and all those kind of things. Um, you've got kids. So you know that you can potentially um, look at working with kids clubs and things like that to in, in order to attract them for marketing. So the marketing opportunities become more obvious and easier as well. Secondly, you can talk to them about their lives. Okay. A female doctor with two kids who has a dog and drives a four by four um, are naturally going to have certain things that go on in their life, challenges that go on in their life that someone else isn't. So you can connect and resonate with those people much, much, much more easily and prove that you are absolutely right for them. Okay. Does that make sense? So understanding and dialing in your niche, it will just make all of your sales and marketing so much easier. And if you're wondering if you have nailed down your niche enough, or you're just not quite sure how to nail down your niche, good news for you, because we're going to be running later in June, we're going to be running a uh, nail your niche challenge, week-long challenge where we're going to every single day really help you nail your niche so that by the end of the week, you'll know exactly who is your 
perfect client, your absolute niche, so you can go out and find them even more easily. So um, if you want to take part in that, all you need to do is go along to Beauty Business Hackers on Facebook. So just search for Beauty Business Hackers. That's my free Facebook group. Click to join in there. We'll be putting all the information in there. Um, and we'll leave the videos up as well. So if you're listening to this in months in the future, you'll still be able to go in and check out the videos. So all you need to do, Facebook, Beauty Business Hackers, make sure you're a member of there and we'll start putting the information in there if you want to take part in the Nail Your Niche Challenge. Cool. So that is it for me today. I just wanted to share with you those three or four simple sales strategies that have really helped me personally shift uh, how I view sales, how I approach sales, how I get more sales. And these are the things that I teach my clients as well. You know, I am not a sales trainer. That is not my function. I'm a coach. Uh, my job is to help you have the strong foundations, know what to do next, build your business, all these kind of things. Sales is clearly a part of that, but I would never call myself a sales trainer, which is why I've developed these simple, simple tools, simple tricks, simple mindset shifts and strategies that I believe will help anyone, no matter who they are, what level they are, and what competency with sales they have, do better at what they do in sales. So I hope that has been useful for you. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would go to iTunes and leave me a rating, which will take seven seconds, or a review, which will take an extra 30 seconds. That'd be great if you can. Just let me know that you've enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to subscribe as well. Um, to do that in whatever podcast app that you listen to, there'll be a subscribe button somewhere lying around. And that means that you'll get uh, told when there's a new episode out and you'll be able to join in and learn from all of the things that we'll be sharing uh, over the coming months. So that's it for me. I wish you a fabulous week. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing, or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten, and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at. 